<laughs> oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. Quick, come on! They just came on now. Let's try to get closer to the stage. Sorry. Excuse me. You want to go on my shoulders? Yeah, that'd be unreal. Thanks. Wow. Three celebrates connections made by music this summer. Find out more at 3.ae forward slash music. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 27 of Dumb All Over. Recording from There's Some Hope, Pennsylvania, this is a progressive podcast of brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture. We are always under the influence of craft beer, except for today. On today's episode, we will talk about the healthcare vote, Trump's crazy tweet storm, as well as his newfound hatred of Jeff Sessions. We will answer your questions on Twitter, and then we have an interview with Paul Perry, who is running for Congress in Pennsylvania, our very own state. Finally, we will hear what Trump is responsible for, according to Brian Fisher. Mm, Brian Anal Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> yes, awesome. Brian Anal Fisher. As always, I am Tom. I am joined with my co-host, Austin. Ah, <laughs> he was building up the dramatic tension. Did it work? Yes. It did? Yeah, okay. it was. Yeah, it's almost as good as my favorite director, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Austin starts off today by telling me that there's a new movie coming out with um, James Franco and yeah. Seth Rogen. And James Franco's brother. Oh. Um, the lesser known Franco? Yeah. I'm going to call him Donnie Franco. I know it's not right. but Sure. <laughs> Donnie Franco. Yeah. Um, Sounds a little like Donnie Darko. So okay. <laughs> I, I was just thinking yeah. that. Uh, and they're, they're going to be recreating. the Not recreating, but showing the behind the scenes. Yeah, it's like a movie about of, how the room was made. Yeah. And yeah. then we find out Tommy Wiseau has a new movie coming yeah. out. <laughs> called best friends wow with the r in brackets because as austin very you know wisely said you know we take the r out it becomes best fiends yeah Mm, this is i know it's next level stuff guys bone chilling (laughs) bone chilling hi austin what's up tom (sighs) nothing (laughs) i have a question about your your intro my intro so you said um that there's Hope, Pennsylvania. Isn't there like a new Hope, Pennsylvania? There is. Yeah. But this is just Hope. But, but is there, <laughs> is there um, an Empire Strikes Back, Pennsylvania? <laughs> it seems like they're just naming them after Star Wars movies now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's going to be one of these yeah, podcasts. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I thought you were going to say uh, you were wondering what the except today part of this was. Because we're not drinking craft beer today, are we, Austin? I already knew what that was. <laughs> but no, we are not. 
And well, um, anybody who listened to last week's episode already knew this was yes. coming. So. And if you didn't, then why are you not listening to our podcast? Shame. Shame. <laughs> By the way, the, the, whole Pennsylvania, really the whole Pennsylvania thing comes because uh, Paul Perry's going to be on our show. Yeah. And there's hope. Yeah. I hope. Mm-hmm. See what he did there? I do. What are we drinking, Austin? We are drinking wine. And specifically, <laughs> thanks, Austin. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> specifically, indescribable red from the Blue Ridge Winery, Ooh. which is right down the road from me, actually. Yes, and it is a red wine that is not indescribable because I'm going to drink some and describe <laughs> it for you. Every time I have this, whenever I go to the winery, I always make the stupid corny joke that yeah. said, "It's like, um, how could it be indescribable?" It does seem I like the name it. is asking for that. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it can be described. Yeah, uh, I'll so. be. I'll I'll give the non-descript one, right. and then you can give the descript. Let's give we'll our clink first. first. Oh, wine glass, wine clink. glass clinks. I yes. Like oh God, I love wine. Wow, it's really good. And mm. so, it's describable. Because Go ahead, describe it. It's delicious. Yes, it I is. just described it. So, bad and name. I'll try to describe how it tastes. Yes, other than delicious, which Go is the first adjective I'd use. Yes. Um, it's earthy. It's a little bit bitter on the back end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's smooth overall, and it is definitely a dry red. Like yes, dry dry yes. red. Yeah, um, it's with just a hint of sweetness. Really, I don't really taste any sweetness. It's pretty bitter to me, but not like totally. No, bitter. I mean, but like not it's like, like the sweetness that you find in all bitter things. Mm. Like um, there's just that like like if it were totally bitter, you wouldn't be able to true. enjoy it. So there's always that like hovering right, right. of sweetness inside the bitter. Um, so all the fun talk is just about over. Oh, no. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, let us begin the Trump Report. <laughs> and on today's Trump Report, we have so much shit to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, funny story, and this seems to happen to us quite often. We ended up recording a little later than we were anticipating. Because yep. I had to take my dog to a last-minute vet appointment. And if we did not do that, we would have missed out. On a pretty big story from today. Mm-hmm. The Senate had their vote to begin the debate, I guess, is that the easiest way to describe this? Yep. Uh, about the uh, repealing Obamacare. Yeah. And it passed. The debate yep. passed. Uh, with a tie break from Mike Pence. Yes. Um, yes, Micaford Pence was the one who yeah. will cast the tie-breaking second, vote. That's the second time in his vice presidency he's had to cast the tie-breaking vote. Yeah. Uh, which and, is scary. Uh, yeah. And both choices, I think, are going to go down in history as poor. Yes. Yeah. One, I think the actually the DeVos one might be worse. Yeah. That's a bad one. Because there's still a chance that even though we've advanced the debate, that the bill still won't pass. Right. And it actually, it looks like it won't. Uh, just yeah. to put it in perspective, right? You have 52 Republicans and you have 48 Democrats. Yes. Um, 50 Republicans voted for it. 52, or I'm sorry, two voted against it yeah democrats all 48 voted against it yeah. not one democrat voted and that for was just it. for the debate right and there's a couple republicans that have said that they can't vote for the bill right. as presented i believe last week it was one that we talked yep. about i think we're up to at least four maybe five or something i think and even four. mccain said the same thing he's right. like i can't vote for the bill as it is today now so. now mccain did vote for this uh specific vote yeah um which is a little ironic because Last week, he was diagnosed with brain cancer, mm-hmm. and heroically, he comes back to Washington, D.C. to cast this vote yep. to take away, or at least to begin the discussion of taking away health care. It's just ironic to me. 
Yeah. It's embarrassing a little bit, but uh, he did say that he's planning on voting against the bill in its current state. Yep. So hopefully he sticks to that. The only issue I have with that, and, and you can give your opinion on this in a second because you had a little bit of a different opinion. Yeah. I look at this as a big mistake from John McCain because mm-hmm. it, all it does is it opens up the possibility of a debate, right? Yeah. What happens if this debate, all of a sudden something turns? They fix up the bill and all of a, su- a little bit and all of a sudden you lose two of those Republicans. Now you have enough support. Yeah. And that's all it takes. Turning two people's minds yeah. is not the hardest thing in the world. No. If you if all it took was John McCain right now, one vote, if John McCain came back and said, No, I'm not voting for it, guess what? This gets shot down. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. Now you had a little bit of a different opinion, so I I I'm actually and you didn't really share it with me yet, so I'm kinda of mm. curious to hear it. Well, no, I was just saying that he probably voted for it so he could get it over with and so he doesn't have to come back. Because he does have brain cancer, <laughs> it's true. I don't know what his uh, what, what his idea, like what what his plans are. I don't know for his future. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, he came back to do this vote. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah. but he did. It sounds harsh, but I kind of hope that uh, Democrats need to pass an amendment that says that if this bill passes, all politicians lose their health care. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, which they won't. No, which they won't. Because I bet McCain would vote a little differently then. Probably. Yeah. Well, I bet you almost all of them would. You you yeah. you see at least half of the Democrats vote against that too. Probably. Yep. Yeah. Because ultimately, it doesn't even matter. I think to them, one amendment I know if I were elected representative, I put forward is that no elected official can get health care until everybody in the country has health care. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody be hey, I'm, yeah, yeah. I've always been oh, for yeah. single payer. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? I've yeah. never fought against it. Don't Just don't look past uh, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be like, but people and politicians' family and politicians themselves will die. I'm like, yeah, I know. Too bad. <laughs> right? That's yeah. the free market. <laughs> yeah. The, the, not really, because right. we're legislating it, but people not having health care is also not the free market. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, I'm getting so tired of seeing these... Uh, these news reports, or not even news reports, but these people coming out and saying no one's going to die from this. You're not using your brain if you don't if you say mm-hmm. that because people are going to lose their health care. People yeah. will die from that. And there's already people who don't have the health care. So. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are already dying from not having health care. That's very true. It's yeah. very true. I don't understand how they say people won't die. What what's going to save them? Right. What may uh, we were watching this one video of this one guy saying, "Oh, you can still go to the emergency room." Yeah, but how can you like if like let's say you have cancer, can you just go to the emergency room and say, "I want chemo treatments," you know, yeah. every month? Well, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can, <laughs> yeah. until you and, can't pay for it. Yeah, no, but if you already can't pay for it, right? No, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Or if you have diabetes, can you just go, I'll take insulin for the next rest of my life? Emergency rooms work really well for if you get a cut on your finger. Yeah. Or you sever a finger or when you have an emergency that can be fixed. Right. Yeah. But a one-time emergency. Exactly. <laughs> if it involves treatment or if it involves any kind of external it care. It cannot help you. No, it will not. <laughs> no. It will not. So it doesn't help. And the help. free clinics can only go so far. Well, like. Yeah. So they have, they have, and a lot of places don't have free clinics. You're right. So, so, it, and a lot of free clinics will close if this bill passes. The idea that you will, the people will not die from this is idiotic. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it beyond is. ridiculous. And listen, Republicans are not really saying they don't want. Well, some Republicans at least are not saying they don't want health care, some kind of plan. What it, what doesn't make any sense to me, and it's like maybe they're just buying into the Obamacare thing. Is this is a Republican passed bill? Yeah. So what the fuck? Yeah. It's not like this is a, a progressive liberal democratic bill. Well, honestly, this is that's, Romney care. But honestly, that's why Obama screwed us. 
because he took their plan in this idea that, well, this is our bipartisan approach, not really not realizing that Republicans will hate whatever a Democrat proposes, right. no matter what. I know. So you might as well propose the thing you want. <laughs> right. Might as well. Because imagine, imagine had we gotten um, something close to single payer, which is what he wanted in the beginning. Right. The worst we could hope for is Obamacare. Because that's where the Republicans would take it right. back to. Right, right. Which isn't good. But it's better, better than yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. Better than nothing, I mean, exactly. But Obama does not realize he screwed everybody yeah. when he tried to be bipartisan. You and, cannot... And he did that for, uh, he did that for I think, the first few years of his presidency, yeah. too. With every he issue. He was obsessed with the, this idea of being bipartisan. Don't forget. so dumb. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong. But I'm pretty sure the Democrats had Congress... They did. Right? Yeah. And that was when he was deciding to be bipartisan. It yeah. wasn't until they, he lost Congress where he was just like, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. Well, that's that's not the way it works. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a whole thing about how they had a supermajority and then it eroded because of a couple special elections and um, I believe Ted Kennedy right. was no longer able to serve. So, it's a whole – that's that was the one special election that really flipped it. Right, right. But and still, so, they had control. Yeah. 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 But just, they couldn't do whatever they wanted. Right. Where like if he if he had done it right away and hadn't compromised, he probably could have done mm-hmm. it. But it, that the fact that it took so long, it eroded the supermajority they yeah. had. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that his chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel, convinced him not to go with universal health care, but with the Republican yeah, plan. Yeah. I remember him. Yep. He's I remember a piece him. of shit. Yeah. He's still a piece of shit. <laughs> Um, there is good news, I guess you can say. Um, so I found this chart yeah. courtesy of MSNBC. Oh. Uh, now beca- fake news, Tom. Yeah, fake news. It's fake news, but I I like them. So okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh, you know what though? I believe that is that's what makes news real. Is if you like it or not. <laughs> sure, that's yeah. the way it works, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, so the Republicans, like I said, have fifty-two senators, correct? Um, yeah. and they also control the House. And it's by, I think, 30, what do I want to say, 32 seats or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so this chart by Fake News, MSNBC, <laughs> um, they, they put this up that said um, in, let's start at 2013. Okay. So as of June 30th, mm-hmm. 2013, 45 Democrats had announced they're running for House and 52 Republicans had announced. Okay. okay. Yep. In 2015, a little bit less for both. Uh, Democrats had 44 that were announced okay. and only 28 Republicans. Hmm. 2017, 28 Republicans have announced. So they're about the same. About the same. 209 Democrats. 209? Already have announced that they're running for Congress. Hmm, that's fucking awesome. And we've interviewed four or five today. Yeah, yeah. But 209. That's a lot. So I'm just saying- and there's no, yeah. there's no guarantee that there's going to be a swap of, uh, of the parties. No. There's no guarantee. But that number right there should scare the shit out of Republicans. Yeah. And Along with the favorability numbers. Right. Yeah. So let me just say All this. Well, the Democrats shouldn't get too up on their high horse about that either because no. they're not doing that. No, well. they're actually just as bad. Yeah, anybody... Well, anybody who listened to your episode, your solo podcast, would yeah. know exactly what the favorability numbers are. Yes. <laughs> Austin, listen to that show. I see. Um, I can plug shit, too. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, listen, if the Republicans decide to go ahead and, let's say, they do pass the repeal of Obamacare, yeah. you're going to see that number from Democrats rise. Because Hopefully. this movement yeah. already has 209 people. 
and not all of them are progressives. Yeah. There's probably a lot of corporate Democrats running too. I, I have to say though, I feel like their odds of winning more seats are greatly increased. I feel like some people in leadership, the Democratic leadership, are starting to get it just a little, little tiny bit, like. Like, like you can see the light in the yeah. doorway crack. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's getting there. <clears throat> like Chuck Schumer said that single payer is on the table. Although, when he was talking about their budget plan, the Democrats' budget yeah. plan for 2018, single payer was not listed. No, not but, listed, but not he's explained. never said it's on the table before. Right. Let us move on to some Trump tweets. Uh, Aren't those always fun? <sighs> if you're a masochist. Did you see he kind of declared war against... Uh, Jeff Sessions. Old Beauregard? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sounds like a ship. <laughs> the Old Beauregard. It kind of does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, man, they sunk the Old Beauregard. <laughs> I don't know why it's an old-timey Southerner who's worried that well, because that a is- steamship was sunk. <laughs> I've decided it's a steamship. It would this, definitely this be a steamship. This boat has a big backstory. <laughs> kind of does it's been 20 years paddling itself up the old mississippi <laughs> now you're starting to sound like that uh cartoon character from which uh, one uh from uh king of the hill oh uh, <laughs> oh hank hill sure okay i don't i don't watch that shit <laughs> um mm, it feels like somebody's about to get their ass kicked <laughs> you haven't used the soundboard in a while by the way no um, so what is up with this uh, hatred for Jeff Sessions all of a sudden? Well, a lot of people are speculating that it just has something to do with his stance on 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 Russia or just his stances in general. Recusing himself has obviously been a problem. Uh, well, I think Donald I think Trump I know why. Let me tell you before you read those tweets. I, I think the thing is that Trump wants to remove uh, Mueller at all costs. But he knows that because old Beauregard is recused himself from the Russian investigation that he cannot. Right. And Trump knows that if he does, it is going to look horrible and possibly add to obstruction of justice charges. Right. So he wants to get rid of Sessions, appoint a new attorney general who will stop the investigation. And then he can say, well, it wasn't me. It was the you know Department of Justice yeah. that stopped it. I think that's why he suddenly turned on him. Because Mueller is starting to look into his finances now, and he's pissed off. Yeah. Because he said that was a red line, and he knows that if people, there must be something in there. Of course, that if people see, yeah, must be. Of course, there's something yeah. in there. Of well, I mean, you can tell. You can. You tell. mean Trump's? It's. It reminds me of they. They talk about that mental phenomenon when, like, if there's policemen in a room and you have the suspect, and you're looking for something, if you say. You know, we're here looking for whatever. If you watch, they'll probably glance at wherever it's hidden. So they'll glance at a ceiling tile or they'll glance at, you know, the couch. And that's how you know where it is. And I think that's the way Trump is. That now that the investigation is going on, Trump is actually just blurted out because he said, well, if he doesn't want to cross the line, he better not check my family's finances. I think he's just blurted out exactly what he's afraid of. Yep. Which makes sense. And Mueller is like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> this, this is not this is not a new thing because no. he refused to release his taxes. That was yeah. like the first kind of yeah. like the the first. That's such a weird thing to refuse to do. I know. Yeah. Um, well, it's not if you know there's something up. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if, well, I mean, it's a weird thing to refuse to do if you have nothing to hide. You can learn a lot about somebody like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then the only two pieces of paper that get released are probably the two most unrevealing things. Yeah. And they were just miraculously showed up on Rachel Maddow's yeah. door. And then the well, White House had nothing. They were like, oh, yeah. And he, okay. and he released some kind of like financial statement. Yeah. Or whatever. That was bullshit. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so one of the tweets, uh, this uh, just 12 hours ago from today. So this would have <laughs> been early in uh Yeah. Yeah, I guess early Tuesday morning. Uh, Attorney General Sessions has taken a very weak position on Hillary Clinton crimes. Where are emails and DNC server and intel leakers? That's the tweet. I know it sounds <laughs> weird, but I read it word for word. <laughs> By the way, intel leakers, the name of my new cover band. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joe. What's, what's oh, intel leakers? I have to say, first of all, um, operationalizing the strategy as an REM cover band, <laughs> fucking perfect, perfect. I never would have thought of that, but that was perfect. I I let out an audible gas when I saw that tweet. <laughs> so I was like, "That's it, that's it, it's REM." Yes. Okay. So hashtag uh, info leakers, <laughs> intel leakers, intel leakers. I'm sorry, I already getting it wrong. Intel leakers. Hashtag intel leakers. The new cover band. Uh, another one, one day ago. So why aren't the committees and investigators and, of course, <laughs> Attorney General Sessions, yeah. looking into crooked Hillary crimes and Russia relations? So he's going after Sessions in tweets now, yeah, which is his form of po- making policy, I guess. Yeah. Because in the past 12 hours, he has 20 tweets. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He out-tweets us yeah. by far. Well, Tom, it's hard for us to do. We have full-time jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true Ew, that's disgusting that's why i keep saying one day i'm gonna retire and become the president yeah <laughs> and then yeah. i'll have time to golf yeah. and tweet and get a whole it. bunch of people to yeah. do your work for you finally yeah right man let's make that our goal yeah i'm <laughs> cool yeah we need no. enough to run a campaign but we have to decide who's gonna run as the top of the ticket and who's gonna run as the vice president at this point, I don't no. want to be vice president. No? This seems like a lot more work. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta, I don't know. You got to go usually, to Senate here. Usually it's and, not a lot of work. Yeah. Well, I know usually right it's now almost it is, nothing. though. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I want to be Biden's vi- that vice president like Biden, mm. where like you kind of vanished for years and yeah, then yeah. once in a while come up with some kind of quirky joke to make everyone love you and then disappear yeah. for another couple years. But for some reason, oddly touch women when you meet them. Like, I don't understand what that is. <laughs> He's a little bit handsy. Yeah. He's a little handsy. Oh, as a side note. Um, Democratic establishment people. Oh, no. Don't you come around and say that Joe Biden would be a great candidate and then say Bernie's too old. They're a year apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump's not that old, much older than or, or younger, younger than Bernie. Yeah. yeah. So, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And plus, Bernie Sanders might be the fittest older man I've seen in a long time. He goes and plays basketball. Yeah. If I'm playing well, basketball when I, I'm I mean, 40, I'll be happy. <laughs> and besides, yeah, I can't play basketball now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, I mean, even to further the point, I mean, he's looked like Bernie Sanders has looked like he's eighty since he was forty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's looked exactly the same for the last he, forty. Once years. his hair yeah. changed color, yeah, he's that's looked Bernie yeah. Sanders. <laughs> it's the been same. the same Bernie. Yeah. His glasses are the only thing that yeah. changes. Yeah. That's how you can tell what yeah. year it is. <laughs> so don't don't start with that. Yeah. Um, other than that, he's also going after fake news again. Uh, t- just today, big day for healthcare. After, okay, so this one says after seven years of talking, after seven years, but of talking, his live conference, yeah, he said seventeen. 
17 years of talking. You didn't see that? No. He said after 17 years of, of, of Obamacare failures, and I'm like... Huh? Wow, we've had Obamacare for a lot longer 17 than I remember. years? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Obama was like a teenager yeah. 17 years ago. Yeah. Okay, he wasn't. I'm not that. I'm just joking. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Pretty close. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's 17 years. Here's another Donald Trump tweet. So great that John McCain is coming back to vote. Brave American hero. Thank you, John. <laughs> what? So coming back to vote is heroic, but being captured... <laughs> As a POW, I like my I like my uh, veterans not captured. Yeah. I like my senators not voting. Yeah. for healthcare bills that'll kill us all. <laughs> so okay, I mean, there's a lot of problems with this. <laughs> one of the things but we don't I, have time to dwell because there's so many tweets you have to get know. to. <laughs> I know, but um, what if he voted the other way? Would that tweet have come? No, no. Nah, maybe not. Trump is pretty stupid. I'm uh, pretty sure Trump thinks that the healthcare repeal is passed already. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, the way he's speaking yeah, about it, yeah. yeah all right that's enough trump tweets i don't want to read anymore they're really bad <laughs> they're re- i can't they're just disgusting <laughs> yeah. they're just disgusting he's in ohio right now oh boy 40 minutes ago by the way yeah so did you hear about that um speech he gave to the boy scouts oh that i heard was like about a that. campaign yeah stump speech yeah and then the day after today then he told them about some kind of hot party that he went <laughs> i didn't hear that yeah are you serious yeah all right well today the boy scouts kind of uh talked they said we're separating ourselves from donald trump we don't want to yeah. be associated with the president which a is simple oops duh. would have sufficed <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah and i saw i started seeing pictures of uh, adolf hitler talking to youth groups <laughs> yeah. it's in a way it's kind of weird yeah. it's really weird to be talking to children saying we need your loyalty that sounds really weird isn't it also weird though that like when you look at um, the two possibilities of who's going to be more bigoted and you actually it's the speaker and not the Boy Scouts for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I also want to know, Boy Scouts, how you could have forbade gay people from joining for so long and yet still made them wear all those outfits. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Those are the gayest things ever. <laughs> you have to let gay people in if you're going to yeah, make it, everybody it, wear those outfits. That's, that's a dark cloud over the Boy Scouts yeah, there. Yeah. So it's not completely surprising. that. And the uh, Boy Scouts originated when one man took a bunch of boys to an island. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't Catholic, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually a little strange. Are you sure he wasn't Catholic? Yeah, I think so. You think so? From England, yeah. Oh, yeah, most likely some sort of Protestant. By the way, Catholics, former Catholics, let's keep hashtag gluten-free Jesus crackers trending. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) trending. It wasn't trending. (laughs) Well, it started trending. We had like- It was trending on our timeline for about two seconds. Yeah, we had like six people do that, which were thank you. Gluten-free Jesus crackers. Yeah. If I get- All right, how about this? I'll make a deal. Mm. If I can get <laughs> Tom is really good at this because he's read the eleven bullet points <laughs> of the artist. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, you gotta check out two skeptical chats. Yeah. Which we were on. Yeah. Uh, episode fifty nine. Oh, by the way, now that the episode is out, I can say this. Hey Tom, what's your agent number again? <laughs> so apparently they had this was not planned. <laughs> but they have this thing where, like, when they have guests go on, they become, like, part of their, quote-unquote, secret service sort of thing, and yeah. they all become agents. So I got my agent number. <laughs> zero, zero, 45. <laughs> and I was like, really? You're making me 45? I have to say. And you're 46. Dan and Spike, thank you so much for that. <laughs> Why'd they pick me to go first? 
they, probably because they like you more and they thought they were doing, <laughs> doing you a That's favor. That's not doing me a favor. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, God. Yeah, and I'm 46 or um, the future Mike President Pence. Ellison. <laughs> or future President Pence, yeah. <laughs> which I hope you are. <laughs> no, I don't hope that. Why would I hope that? Yeah, stupid. <laughs> 45 is already done. We can't change that. Yeah. 46, we can hope. Although, I did see, just to, to lighten this up a little bit even more, because <laughs> we've actually done a good job of that this time, I saw this amazing rumor or just like I this conspiracy idea right around the time of the election okay. where it was going to be um, Obama was going to resign. Oh, I remember you talking about <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. And Biden was going to become the 45th president <laughs> just to fuck up yeah. the Trump merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With like a month left, yeah. President Biden gets sworn in and yeah. Trump becomes 46. <laughs> How uh, awesome would that have been? Not would, very. Then I would have the bad agent number. Yeah. Yes, you would. Yeah. Yes, you would. And I would be Biden, Yeah. which I'd be okay with. Yeah. I don't hate Biden. No. He I just sh- needs to keep his hands off of women when yeah. he meets them. Listen, we could say that about our current president. I guess you need to yes, kind of have you need to, wild hands yeah. to be a president. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Nowadays, <laughs> no. I think so. No. I think that's the message we're going to leave uh, off with. I don't think you, Obama you might... ever touched a woman inappropriately. No, no. But Obama had class. Yes, <laughs> Biden, I think does. You I can tell Biden... because I... he used Dijon mustard, which apparently drove Sean Hannity nuts for about a month. Really? Yeah. Well, they compared it like um, at the time the collusion scandal was starting to break for yeah. Trump. They looked back at what was happening in um, Obama's first term at that point, and it was that he was being criticized for using Dijon mustard. <laughs> it's like, I missed the days of Dijon mustard gate <laughs> or Dijon gate. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was the best they could come up with, that he was an elitist who likes Dijon mustard. <laughs> And I'm sorry, as a pretentious person myself, I can say there's many mustards better than Dijon. I don't like Dijon mustard is like, at all. Dijon is like the uh, red lobster of mustards. It's better than McDonald's, <laughs> okay. but it's not right. fine. I, you see, I don't mustard. like mustard at all, but I, I, mm. I don't see how you can talk about a president and say, well, he's using Dijon mustard. What, yeah. did, what, was, the, what was the complaint? That it was elitist. That he can't connect with regular people because he has Dijon mustard. Oh, so... Sean must really not like us. <laughs> I know. Wine, yeah. craft yeah. beer. Yeah. Wow. That's why? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Well, you know, he Sean can connect with the regular working people can? who are also millionaire TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I was going to say, because you know, I don't But don't you that. know that he throws a football at the camera at the end of every episode, and that makes him an everyman? Does he really? Yeah. You see how much I, I mean, know not about the fact Sean that he's like 50 pounds overweight doesn't make him the airman. <laughs> Keith Olbermann, when he was on MSNBC, used mm. to call him Manatee. Oh, yeah? yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll take a little break and then we'll move yeah. on to Twitter time. All right. Sounds all right. good. Ah, uh, yes. It is I, Alt Right Jesus. I just wanted to stop by and tell you that if you support these liberal beta morons, you can help keep the show going by becoming a patron. Why would you reward them for having such backward ideas like trying to achieve equality or trying to help the poor or trying to help non-white people? I just don't understand. But if that's what you choose to do, you can go to patreon.com forward slash dumb all over and become a patron. I've been told it helps them or whatever. 
Well, anyway, now it is time to hop back on Twitter and harass some cucks. Hey! Hey, what are you doing in my studio? Get the fuck out of here! Fine, fine. Please don't hurt me. Away I go! Tom, did you let all right Jesus into the studio? He's using all my equipment. Come on, man. What do you have to say for yourself? I'm a princess! <laughs> Whatever, fine. You're a princess. Hey, Austin. What's up, Tom? We're back. Ah, yes. Yes. With uh, more alcohol. Yes. And it's still wine. Still wine. Yep, it yeah. will be for the rest of this uh, Don't worry, podcast. craft beer people. It'll be back to normal next yeah, week. Next yeah, next week. We'll be back. Uh, also from Blue Ridge, this mm. is my favorite of theirs. So unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say, I have had this, and I know you have as well. Yeah. This is the, called The Godfather. A deep, dry, smooth red grape wine with a buttery finish, uniquely barrel-aged lives, or lives up to its same. Yeah, lives up to its same. <laughs> Not lives up lives. to its same. Uh, yeah. Don't uh, go against the winery, Tom. <laughs> tell me, Austin, sniff that wine and tell me what you think. Bourbon. Bourbon. <laughs> That's what I think. Bourbon. Yeah. It fucking smells like, like bourbon. Like a punch in the nose. It smells like a little, a like, ja- like a better Jack Daniels. <laughs> it's like being smacked in the face oh with a bourbon barrel. That is so <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. I'm getting like high off of it. There you go. And this one doesn't have pot in it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> what did we find out from Hannah Pribble? Um, Hannah Pribble. Was, she said was hops. Was it's it hops? hops are in the same family, family as, uh, as, uh, as marijuana, marijuana or yeah. hemp. Yeah. So uh, it wouldn't it would make sense that it smelled like weed. Ah. I still don't believe her. <laughs> You still think it's pot? I still think it was pot, because right. I was feeling happy as fuck after that one. Speaking of which, she also suggested a dumb all-over road trip yes. to Colorado. Yes. Which? Which? New Patreon goal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Why not? Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. We won't do anything bad, because over there, it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get me for that. All right. So we're going to cheers now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was broke the fucking glass, man. (laughs) That wasn't as smooth. Wow. Uh, You know, it's weird. After you read that description, I can taste the buttery fin. Like, yeah, there's like a yeah, a butter texture for smelling like bourbon. It's super smooth. (laughs) It tastes like velvet. Yeah, (laughs) I've never actually had velvet in my mouth. Imagine what velvet would. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Hmm. How about we just make the rest of the podcast us drinking, and let that'll be so different than normal. <laughs> no, but that's it. So it'll that's be, it. It'll be like this. So just sh- <laughs> like uh, what? What's that thing called when you when you whisper? Is it ASMR? Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, but we'll just do it with drinking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna start drinking more wine now. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Good shit. Good times. Good times. <laughs> hey, Austin. <laughs> Ah, uh, <laughs> wait. What? Okay, I have my wine. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you know what time it is? <laughs> yep, it's Twitter time. <laughs> okay. I actually fucked it up that time. Yeah, a little bit. Excellent. But that's okay. Good. All right. Let let us... (laughs) (laughs) Boy. Let us start with the poll of the week. Mm. Hmm. 
Will the Republicans ever repeal and replace Obamacare? Now, that doesn't mean that, that doesn't count this vote for the debate. I mean, actually repeal and replace. Mm. I'm not even going to let you choose. Okay. <laughs> because the options are yes or no. Ah. What do you think? So you are going to let me I choose. I guess. I feel no. bad now. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, 90% of people agreed with you. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be like that. It was a pretty one-sided poll. Well, even, uh, even John Boehner doesn't think that they'll ever do it. Right. So. Man, wouldn't you love to have John Boehner right now? As president? Uh, well, anybody better than president. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but as just speaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Rather than Old Widow's Peak? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, simple poll. Uh, <laughs> Old sticky page Ayn Rand. <laughs> what? Because he masturbates into his Ayn Rand books and the pages oh. get sticky. <laughs> gotcha. Got it, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, all uh, right. Individualism. <laughs> You know, we're, we're doing, that's what they call it. We're doing an audio podcast, so mm. the hand gesture was not necessary. I had to get into character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <hold on>. No, you <laughs> Stop it, please. All right, fine. Oh, good Lord. Um, <laughs> let's move on to some questions. And sure. the reason why I want to get to this is because we got a lot again. All right. We'll start uh, off fuck with... Fuck I believe, is the technical fu- term. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you know a boatload is actually a unit of measurement? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Is it the one that measured Donald Trump's ass? <laughs> um, um, yes. Okay. So the first question is something we're going to have to unfortunately kind of skip over because we semi-answered it already. All right. Uh, from at Dampinade88, will John McCain's return to the Senate help or hinder the health care vote or will it not matter? And so it's, it's helped. So. Well, the debate part of it has this bill. Yeah, it's helped. Yes. It's helped move so it forward. Far. Yeah. So it's helped. Yeah. So we well we talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, we should have looked at the question. Even if he voted against it and it failed, his voting to let the debate continue helped. So right. by definition, yes, his vote helped. Yes. So thank you, John McCain. Yeah, and Dan for asking the question. Uh, yes, thanks, Dan. <laughs> so insincere. Tom. No, thanks, Dan. Uh, uh, next question comes from Hannah Pribble at hprib zero twelve. What big Trump bombshell or scandal do you predict will happen next? Could be Russian related or otherwise. Austin? The next big Trump scandal? Or bombshell, yeah. Or bombshell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I think it might be a literal bombshell in the first dropping of a bomb in a war with North Korea. Do you think that's the next thing? The next, no, probably not the next thing. That's That'll be his answer to all of the pressure he's facing. Well, the question says next. All right, the next thing. So how about you fucking listen next Fine, time? I'll listen. Jesus. <laughs> it's the one. <laughs> what? It's the wine. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next big thing, uh, we'll probably find out that he, like, I don't know, went to the same strip club as uh, Vladimir Putin <laughs> or something. I don't know. Probably. And that there's videotape of it. Yeah. 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 That was bought by his son, the other one. <laughs> Eric. Is that the other one? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the really Hopefully not the little one. <laughs> Baron? Oh my god. Yeah. We didn't even get to that tweet where he mentions Baron. Baron von Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good name for a Trump yeah. uh, child, Baron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't know what the next uh Trump thing. What was the next Trump scandal be boy you're getting on me you can't even think of one we will see donald trump announcing his 
balls <laughs> as the next press secretary. <laughs> oh, click and clack. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> you know how... Um, and now I'll leave the rest of the questions to my press secretary. <laughs> click and clack. <laughs> um, Say hello to my little friends. <laughs> I don't know how familiar you are with ancient history. But uh, Nero, mm. Roman Emperor Nero, oh, I know Nero. Uh, appointed yeah. a horse to the Senate of the Roman Empire. Ah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if like Baron becomes uh, the Did next it, like Secretary uh, of Homeland Security or something like that. Or just the press secretary. <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. Okay, next question. <laughs> no, no, it was terrific. <laughs> next question. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dad thinks you're a loser. Next question. <laughs> Fake daycare. <laughs> fake daycare. <laughs> you think he does shit like that? You think he I don't know why it sounded like you said fake dick hair. <laughs> uh. <laughs> wow, this, this took a weird turn. Voice cracks in the middle of a... <laughs> Hi, middle everybody. Of a <laughs> why do you keep calling me Bill? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right baron von trump the press secretary i like it okay new character there you go yeah. baron yeah. yeah we somehow just created a new character good job awesome next question <laughs> <laughs> thank you baron the next question comes from war trout 89 <laughs> what kind of pizza is your favorite what kind of pizza um Oh, I like the I don't know what it's called You would know because you're Italian But the pizza That's a little racist actually But okay Well if you know You're just going to prove me right <laughs> So you're kind of in a I hope Catch I 22 <laughs> But it's the pizza with the um, Like the whole chunks of mozzarella Uh huh Yeah With sauce and basil Yeah, yeah. <sighs> It's a margarita Yes <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Thank you for proving my point. <laughs> Partially because that was my answer as well. Yeah, margarita pizzas yeah, are my it's favorite the best. as it's well. The best, it yeah. really is. Uh, in like flat, like a uh, thin crust. Yeah, yeah. I do not like doughy pizza. Brick oven. Yeah, yeah but yeah. F- still gotta be flat. Yep. Because at least that's the that's the real way to you're supposed to yeah. eat pizza. Not too much dough. Yeah. The, you know, Pizza Hut dough. It's nothing but dough and like cheese. That's not pizza. Well, apparently theirs was modeled after Chicago deep dish. Oh, Completely I didn't different know that. Pizza, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, for the first time in my life, I had that. Did you? What's I have been place? trying to get that. Where did you have it? Please P- tell me because P- I want pizza Uno Chicago something. Oh, Unos. Yeah. Yeah, Unos. Yeah, I yeah. guess is what they call. Them. Yeah, and we were. Or as out- Trump calls it, one. <laughs> 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 Ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Because he doesn't want to say the Spanish. Baron, Baron, <laughs> we're stopping at ones on the way up. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> They're good hombres. <laughs> uh, we were in, me, I, I was in Philadelphia uh, touring historic Philadelphia because that's what I do on my days yeah. off. And on my way back, I was like, fuck it. Let's try it. Wait, where did you stop? Do you know what the town was called? Yes, it was right outside of... Um, What's uh, King of Prussia? It was right outside of King of Prussia. Shit, I think you went to the one that has... You should have sat at the bar. I did not, but I was close to the uh, bar. The, that Uno has um, 
27 craft beers on oh, tap. Oh, I know. I had craft yeah, yeah, beer. Yeah. No, no, I had, I had Weyerbacher. Yeah, I know. I, which was really stupid on my half, on my part, because I, I looked at the <laughs> menu. Um, whatever. I'm thinking, because I was, uh, I'm thinking of the person behalf. I was. Yeah, that's, yeah, listen, the wine. But, um, <laughs> um, don't blame the wine I saw for all these, you can completely control. <laughs> I saw all these delicious looking craft beers, and I went Weyerbacher, yeah. which was delicious, but yeah. I had a chance to try something new, and I went Weyerbacher. Do you remember what kind it was? Um, no. And it was something I hadn't tried. Was it an IPA? It was not. Oh. It was a stout, which was weird to have. I was going to say there, because they make a big urn IPA that you can only get at that Uno. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, you ready for some rapid fire? Sure. This is... All right. This is from... These are all <laughs> coming from at Dr. Ninja Monkey, yeah. which, by the way, I love these questions. I don't yeah. know if you do or not, but I love them. No, they're good. So let's go with the first one. If... Trump and Putin were about to fall off a cliff and you only had enough time to save one of them, how long would you laugh for? <laughs> as long as I could until I died. <laughs> um, you know what? I would just do a one second ha! and walk away. Mm, make, really? him, make him really fester. But, but you have to, I don't know, I feel like you have to enjoy the moment that the oh, world would was be. rid of two authoritarian powers forever. <laughs> I probably would. Yeah. But I would do it on my own. I don't oh, want to okay. see I don't want to okay. see Okay, fine. Help me. I'm, I'm about to fall off the cliff. <laughs> okay, okay. I have one statement. He fell off the cliff. Mike Pence is president. Shut up, everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Wait, do I call him dad now? It was just like, did you ever see um, Day After Tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The person who's supposed to... Oh, by the way, I hope people are loving this very <laughs> Trump impression because it's happening a lot. <laughs> In the Day After Tomorrow, yeah. uh, the person who's supposed to be Bush dies. Ah. And the very ending, they're like they're introducing the new president yeah. who looks a lot like Dick Cheney. Oh, no. And me and my dad, when we were watching that for the first and only time. That was probably the scariest part. <laughs> yes, that was totally the scariest part. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, that, that can't be happening. Next question. Predator or alien? Alien. Alien. Yeah. Easy. Yep. Predator's good. Alien's better. Way better. Yep. Uh, weapon of choice for the zombie apocalypse? Um, the nuclear launch codes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's hard I, to beat that. <laughs> it is kind of hard to beat that. Uh, I would do the Stick of Truth. Okay. Don't know what that is. Really? Nope. You never played those uh, South Park Stick of Truth? Oh, South Park. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I just replayed that. That's why it's fresh in my mind. Nice. Stick of Truth. Control. You control the universe. Oh, perfect. Yeah. If you had to join a religion, which one would you join, Austin? Pastafarianism. Um. Because I've been touched by his newly appendage. Who's? The Flying Spaghetti Monster. The Flying Spaghetti Monster. Yeah. Don't you know that the world is created by the Flying Spaghetti Monster? <laughs> I guess I do now. Yeah. Um, it's all in my Pastafarian handouts, Tom. I've asked you so many times to read them. I, I continuously uh, throw them away, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. annoying. I'm sorry. I'll have to take One day you'll be touched, too, by his okay. noodly appendage. Uh, mine is Presbyterianism. I'm sorry. Say that again. Frisbyterianism. Frisbyterianism. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. What is that? Oh, it's it's uh, the universal belief that when you die, your soul goes up onto the roof and stays there for eternity. <laughs> what? As described by George Carlin. Oh, I get it now. Are you serious? Yeah. What about the pamphlets I've been sending you? 
I don't know how Presbyterianism to read. Presbyterianism is, is, is <laughs> one of the things is uh, pastafarianism is strict about its illiteracy. <laughs> no reading, no, no readings. But you hand out pamphlets, yeah, with pictures. Look, it's no more contradictory than any other religion. <laughs> this one's pretty legit. Is it? I, I believe in it. Okay, I believe in it. Fair enough. Yeah, Presbyterianism. You can check out our website, the Church of Presbyterianism, or hmm. dot com, or you can go on Facebook. The Church of Frisbeetarianism. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, people who don't know <laughs> what Pastafarianism is, I want to read you the letter Go that for started it. it. <clears throat> okay. So there was a guy named uh, Bruce Henderson, and he wrote an open letter to the Kansas School Board when the Kansas schools wanted to teach creationism in the classroom alongside of evolution. And so here's the letter. <laughs> <laughs> Open letter to the Kansas School Board. I'm going to read it in my announcer voice. I am writing to you with much concern after having read of your hearing to decide whether the alternative theory of intelligent design should be taught along with the theory of evolution. I think we can all agree that it is important for students to hear multiple viewpoints so they can choose for themselves the theory that makes the most sense to them. I'm concerned, however, that students will only hear one theory of intelligent design. Let us remember that there are multiple theories of intelligent design. I and many others around the world are of the strong belief that the universe was created by a flying spaghetti monster. It is he who created all that we see and all that we feel. We strongly, uh, we feel strongly that the overwhelming scientific evidence points towards evolutionary processes is nothing but a coincidence put in place by him. It is, this, it is for this reason I am writing to you today to formally request that this alternative theory be taught in your schools along with the other two theories. In fact, I will go so far as to say, if you do not agree to do this, we will be forced to proceed with legal action. I am sure you will see where we are coming from. If the intelligent design theory is not based on faith, but instead another scientific theory as is claimed, then you must allow our theory to be taught as it is based, also based on science, not on faith. Some will find that hard to believe, so it may be helpful to tell you a little more about our belief. We have evidence that a flying spaghetti monster created the universe. None of us, of course, were around to see it, but we have written accounts of it. We have several lengthy volumes explaining all details of his power. <clears throat> also, you may be surprised to hear that there are over 10 million of us in growing. We... <laughs> We tend to be very secretive, as many people claim our beliefs are not substantiated by observable evidence. What these people don't understand is that he built the world to make us think the Earth is older than it really is. For example, a scientist may perform a carbon dating process on an artifact. He finds that approximately 75% of the carbon-14 is decayed by electron emission to nitrogen-14 and infers that this artifact is approximately 10,000 years old, as the half-life of carbon-14 appears to be 5,730 years. But... What our scientist does not realize is that every time he makes a measurement, the flying spaghetti monster is there changing the results with his noodly appendage. We have no... <laughs> Tom, I'm trying to I'm this. trying so hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, oh, go ahead. 
We have numerous texts that describe in detail how this could be possible and the reasons why he does this. He is, of course, invisible and can pass through normal matter with ease. I'm sure you now realize how important it is that your students are taught this alternative theory. It is absolutely imperative that they realize that observable evidence is at the discretion of a flying spaghetti monster. Furthermore, it is disrespectful to teach our beliefs without wearing his chosen outfit, which is, of course, full pirate regalia. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I cannot stress the importance of this enough, and unfortunately cannot describe in detail why this must be done, as I fear this letter is already becoming too long. The concise explanation is that he becomes angry if we don't. You, you may be interested to know that global warming, earthquakes, hurricanes, and other natural disasters are direct effect of the shrinking number of pirates since the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> For your interest, I have included a graph of the approximate number of pirates versus the average global warming temperature over the last 200 years. As you can see, there's a statistically significant inverse relationship oh between pirates and global temperature. And there's really a graph. <clears throat> In conclusion, thank you for taking the time to hear our views and beliefs. I hope I was able to convey the importance of teaching this theory to your students. We will, of course, be able to train the teachers in this alternative theory. I am eagerly awaiting your response and hope dearly that no legal action will need to be taken. I think we can all look forward to the time when these three theories are given equal time in our science classrooms across the country and eventually the world. One third time for intelligent design. One third time for flying spaghetti monsterism, in parentheses, pastafarianism, and one third time for logical conjecture based on overwhelming observable evidence. Sincerely yours, Bobby Henderson, concerned citizen. P.S. I have included an artistic drawing of him creating a mountain, trees, and a midget. <laughs> Remember, we are all his creatures. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me right now? No. What the fuck was that? So that was a father who was angry that they had decided to teach intelligent design in class writing a letter to the school board no i mean i get all that yeah. but what well he has a very good imagination <laughs> and he pretty or much... extort <clears throat> the best drugs in the world well yeah, i mean he's pretty much invented a religion that's just as outrageous as what they want to teach and trying to show them how right. ridiculous it is right if they if wow. you use their logic this with a different my, religion this guy's my hero yeah. unless he really believes in it no he doesn't i would hope not <laughs> But I thought that that part about <laughs> the, my favorite part is the part about how global warming is <laughs> because there's less pirates. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty good. Yeah. So sorry. <sighs> I mean, I know that wasn't rapid fire, <laughs> but it, uh, I felt like people, if you don't know what pastafarianism is, you have to know because that birthed an actual movement of people criticizing religion with this fake. Well, religion. there you go. Yeah. I, I'm on board for that too. Yeah. Yeah. In like uh, the same way that Satanism is kind of a tongue-in-cheek critique of Christianity, right, 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 right. so is Pastafarianism. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I might have to do a little special on that. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little bit more in depth with yeah. that. Wow, thank you for that. Yep, um, I should have read that last because I have one more. Literally, just one more for the fucking rapid fire. <laughs> Uh, if you could go back in time to prevent Trump from becoming president, would but it would also prevent Obama from becoming president, would you go? Yes. Yeah. I think Obama wasn't as good as Trump is bad. So. Yeah, I think Trump can do a lot more damage than yep. Obama did in 
did good things. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I guess you're right. I yeah. think I would too. But what would Obama's <laughs> replacement be? It's an interesting question. I mean, even if it were John McCain, he would have been stuck with the Democratic Congress. Right. That likely would have stayed. Right. Rather than right, being right, right. flop in the midterm. So. So nothing would have gotten done. Yeah. Which might have been bad because at least we were kind of thrown out of the recession that was kicking up. But I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I'm with you. I would probably yeah. do the same because yep. Trump as president is like the worst thing that's happened yeah. to this country in a long yep. time. Um, <laughs> you want to still love you, Obama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To an extent, yeah. not, not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm very. I'm big on the environment's one of my. I'm just saying since uh, the Mad Hatter took over, he looks a lot better. In oh yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just saying. I'm very big on the environment. And uh, Obama really increased fracking in this country, which is uh, bad. So I'm not totally in love. You wanted me to read this one for one specific reason, and then we'll go to our final question. Okay. Uh, Fuck, marry, kill. Mitch McConnell, John McCain, Ted Cruz. Yeah. I don't have to go in order, do I? No. Okay, good. Then kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why he wanted me to read that. Um. We got one more question, as okay. we always do. We yeah. end it with the question from Propaganda. Propaganda asks, Donald Trump has consistently picked individuals whose views are diametrically opposed to their positions in his administration. Therefore, what is the worst government job Trump could pick <laughs> for the soon paroled O.J. Simpson? <laughs> oh, he'd be the attorney general. <laughs> After he gets rid of sessions. <laughs> There you go. Uh, that's <laughs> um, health and human services. Health and humans, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I think that would urban be his- housing and development. <laughs> <laughs> Which he is no less qualified for than the person who's actually running that. He might be Dr. more. Ben Carson. He might yeah, be more. Yeah. yeah, he might be more. Yeah, because yeah, he's been in state housing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man, those are good questions. Look, my dad appointed OJ Simpson, new attorney general. We don't want to hear anything about it. Shut up, fake news. <laughs> oh, and then all of a sudden you start seeing like CNN reporters found dead. <laughs> if the news is fake, there's no debate. <laughs> Except that's Johnny Cocker. That's the ghost of Johnny Cocker. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. All right. Um, Thank you, ghost of Johnny Cochran, we for ne- coming to our defense. <laughs> we need a break. <laughs> because we're about to go do an interview, and we got to collect yeah. ourselves. Right, right. Professionals. <laughs> we are professionals. <laughs> yeah. We're professionals. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to have the greatest interview. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a huge interview. <laughs> We got to collect our, our our thoughts so we can do a, a very mature interview. <laughs> so when we come yes. back, we will have Paul Perry, who is trying to run for, uh, or he's not trying to run. He is running for Congress, <laughs> trying to win yes. for Pennsylvania. Yes. So we'll be back. All right. Oh, boy. All right, and we are back. 
Um, and Austin, we have that special guest that we were talking about. Oh, cool. He's joining us right now. Uh, his name is Paul Perry. Uh, he is running for the 7th Congressional District of Pennsylvania. Uh, and we are very happy to have him on. Uh, how are you, Mr. Perry? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. Um, we've uh, been we've had a little streak of progressive candidates coming on, so we're pretty happy yeah. to continue that one going. Um, to get us started, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your campaign, and a little bit about your platform, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely, sure. Um, so, as was mentioned, I'm running in uh, Pennsylvania for the seventh congressional district. Uh, it is one of the most uh, gerrymandered districts in the country. Um, so, I had to buy a Prius just to be able to drive around and afford it. Mm, uh, wow! And uh, and yeah, you know, it's a district full of lots of really good people who are, you know, they're sophisticated voters. They're smart. They're they're, um, you know, trying to lead families and trying to do so. Um, know, uh, working hard and just, um, you know, making the ends meet. So uh, I'm excited to potentially represent them. Um, I'm born and raised in the district. I, uh, a place called Norristown, Pennsylvania, um, with the high school, Norristown high school. Uh, and just career wise, I've been an educator and a, a nonprofit leader my whole life. So, um, was a teacher in Southwest Philly. Um, I've started nonprofits for kids. I've been an, uh, an assistant principal in a school, um, so yeah, I've been, 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 you know, working, uh, as, uh, as an educator fighting for kids and families my whole life. And I figure that's the job of any good congressperson to, uh, you know, look out over the families in their district and make sure they get what they need. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I remember when I looked up the district, I remember seeing that when you say gerrymandered, it's really gerrymandered. <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm not mistaken, it like, it's like on one side of a river and then on another side of the river. Is that right? It's, yeah, I mean, I think if you Google the word gerrymandering, a picture of this district actually comes up. Jeez, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it's bad, Austin. Wow. Um, who's I think your, there's a point that, okay. who? Who are you running against? Um, tell can you tell us a little bit about your opponent just to see who you're up against? Yeah, I mean, ultimately the opponent is uh, Patrick Meehan, Representative Meehan. He's um, you know uh, an incumbent. I think he's gone on about his fourth term now, and. Um, you know, he <clears throat> he votes with his party about 95 percent of the time. He's voted to, you know, end Obamacare. He's voted to reduce protections for streams. You know, um, he's voted against essentially um, keeping protections, you know, uh, for folks from, from Wall Street, you know, financial um uh, sort of chicanery on Wall Street, mm. and but he, you know, he has these strategic votes where he basically tries to come across as a moderate. You know, so he might vote. <clears throat> he, you know, he voted against Obamacare fifty times, and then wow. pushed it through a committee, and then he voted against HCA because the Republicans had votes, and they know he's got a tough district to win. So. Uh. Um, it's kind of like the most cynical form of politics and he's, he's real quiet. You don't sit around a lot. He kind of flies under the radar. Um, but he's, he's likable, you know, and, and I think that's, um, <clears throat> to me, that's like the worst kind of cynical politics is like, doesn't even speak out, doesn't stand up, <clears throat> you know, when, when the issues are on the line, just kind of, kind of glides through. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. I just, and there's more of more politicians like that than you'd think. I mean, there's a lot of these people around who they they make, you know, votes that they think will please their base until their vote actually counts for something. Because I know how many Republicans were that voted to repeal Obamacare while Obama was in office, knowing that, you know, if it got all the way to his desk, he'd veto it. 
And then all of a sudden, when they have control of everything, <laughs> now all of a sudden they're second guessing, like, oh, we're not so sure. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, that is really cynical. You know, he's looking at his district. I mean, this district went for Hillary Clinton by two, a little over two points in, in 2016. Mm. So he knows, and he's on the DCCC target list. Um, mm. He was even looking at running for other races, but, um, okay. you know, he ended up decided to stay. Yeah. So okay. Wow. He knows he's under threat. Okay. That's, that's positive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's very good. All right. Uh, so I'd like, usually the question that we like to start with is, um, how is your campaign being funded? Yeah, so we're not taking any money from, you know, corporate entities. Um, we do small dollar donations mostly. So we're doing a, a ton of house parties uh, regionally and then even around the country. Um, we you know just the friends of mine, different places I've gone to school or worked or just where they live. Um, and yeah, we're, we're really like taking it to the people. We, we think... Um, you know, progressives have double duty. We don't just have to believe better in terms of our policies. We have to actually do better in yep. terms of our politics. Um, and so, um, yeah, we're just, we're just refusing to take, you know, corporate PAC dollars and, um, you know, just, uh, money from these, these, um, specific interests that we think corrupt the, the political system. So, um, we're counting on those small dollars. Cool. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we all share one very specific, thing and that's that we're all from pennsylvania now we austin and myself are from just outside of the poconos so northeast pennsylvania um so we we've seen at least not so much in our area but around us uh coal country is very big up here or was very big yeah um what's your stance on renewable energies What, what what do you what's your plan if you were to win uh to help move away from coal-powered in, uh, energy and ch- change us into, like, the green revolution? Yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, you know, I, I, so the, the big idea is that we need to move to 100% renewable energy economy in the next 10 or 15 years max, right? So yeah. Philadelphia is already committed to doing that, Mayor Kenny, by 2035, and I think we should join regionally with, um, you know, with the city to, to get that done. Um, right now, solar is already employing more people than coal, for example. So, you know, if you want to talk longer term, more sustainable, both in economic and in an environmental sense, jobs, um, we better be pushing, you know, for green jobs and, and really building out that economy. So if we if we have like a moonshot where we say, hey, you know, we're going to put all of our energies into, you know, moving away from fossil fuels and into renewables, um, it's going to help our economy. It's going to help our environment. More importantly, um, it's going to help people put food on the table for their families. I think um, you know, it's going to improve our infrastructure, for example. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's that's really just the the way to go. So um, that's that's folks retrofitting buildings and, you know, uh, installing solar panels and improving rail lines and all that stuff. So. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of work to be done and, um, there's just, you know, a a lot of cleanup to be done, frankly, from, from the ways we've invested in fossil fuels to date. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Awesome. Um, right now, uh, as we're in the midst of watching the Republicans in the Senate try to destroy healthcare, uh, the one thing we like to ask a lot of our candidates that we interview is, what is your vision of healthcare, and what do you think healthcare should be like in the United States? Yeah, so, I mean, I think <clears throat> today was an absolute disaster. I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to even fathom what's going on these yeah. days. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
you know, I think we need to move to a single payer uh, Medicare for all system, frankly. Um, so I support John Conyers HR 676 bill um, as, as do an increasing number of Democrats. Um, and, you know, I think it's just single payer is just the natural extension of some of the success that we saw um, under Obamacare. Um, we certainly shouldn't be repealing it. We should be improving on it. Um, and I think I think a lot of Americans feel that. You, you saw this article in the New York Times about they actually interviewed uh, folks up your way in Doylestown and stuff in Bucks County. Yeah. And folks were like, yeah, you know, I was for, you know, I was against Obamacare or even for Trump, but I don't want my health care taken away. So, you know, once people sort of get a sense of what it is, it's not this like massive, nasty socialized program. It's, you know, basically allowing you to get the care you need and, and we need to expand on that. So, um, I think single payer is the way to go. Awesome. What, what's your reactions toward like, uh, Chuck Schumer's, uh, Chuck Schumer just recently came out with a plan, an economic plan for the 2018 races. And there was no mention of single payer. Now there is obviously a growing, uh, interest in single payer, mm-hmm. but you still have these top Democrats, these top corporate Dems, who are still trying to stay away from it. Like it's a taboo topic, even though we've talked about it on our show that I think it's like over fifty percent or almost sixty percent of people in this country already agree that single payer should be the thing. So how how can you? Con- I want to say convince other Democrats uh, that you're going to be working with who are not for single payer to get behind single payer? Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a really good question. And honestly, I'm in conversations with people every day, you know, Democrats who say, Oh, we're not there yet. Or five to 10 years maybe. And, you know, I I think you got to come at it two ways. One, you got to show them that people, just like you said, are, are, show them the polling data, have them, you know, be in conversation with real people who are calling for this because they recognize that, um, it's the system that we need right now. And it's, it's the next logical step. Um, ask them to explain themselves like, great. Okay. Um, you know, so we're there, they're working to repeal Obamacare, but even if we have that, assuming we, it stays, what do we do to cover people who are, you know, aren't insured still or underinsured or undercared for even within Obamacare in terms of just not getting the care they need? Um, and ask them to explain themselves. What system is the next step then, you know, um, and sort of drag, you know, drag them along that pathway. Um, otherwise, I think, you know, we just have to hold their feet to the fire and say, look, we got to stand for something. And it can't just be no to AHCA. It's got to be yes to something else. Right. You know? Yeah, we, we both agree. That's one of the topics that we talk about so much, especially not just because the healthcare reform is uh, the, the, well, the supposed reform is uh, going on right now, but just because it's so important to us that, you know, all these other countries around the world. Uh, all the industrialized countries guarantee healthcare, and then here we are sitting, c- debating whether or not we have too many people uh, uh, insured. Yeah. When we should be just be everybody. So, yeah. it's a very important topic to us as well as every other American, whether they realize it or not. So, yeah. uh, hopefully, that battle. Uh, we just got to start getting more people in that agree with single payer, and I, yeah. I assume eventually the tide will turn. Yeah, that's a hope at least. I agree. Um, now you mentioned that you're an educator or you, at least you were an educator. Um, I, one other thing that we share, I'm going to school right now to become an, uh, a teacher, uh, in this extremely difficult climate to do that. Mm. Um, 
So my question is going to be about education. Uh, number one, about standardized testing. We asked uh, Sarah Smith last week about uh, her stance on standardized testing and uh, what she wants to do with it or how to change it. So I'm going to ask you the exact same thing. What is your thought on uh, standardized testing in the education system? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Democrats really have a moment here where we can take um, – take and define a new education agenda that that actually moves the country forward and doesn't focus myopically on on things that I, I actually don't think have a huge impact on um, student learning and and um, you know the well-being of families as it relates to education. So I mean with regards to testing, I think you know kids are over tested. I think we use testing for sorting more than we do for learning, and that's a real problem. Um, and I say this as someone who's like proctored state exams and delivered them, and seen the looks on kids' faces, and and you know seen them have real consequences for kids because they are, I think, far too high stakes. Um, and so you know, I would love Democrats to start to get in the conversation about you know, uh, you, you, someone once said, I, I think it's Josh Starrett, who's the superintendent in Montgomery County. He said the best uh, education policy that was passed in the past, you know, 25 years. What, what would you guys guess it is? Um, I should I should probably know this no, or should have an idea, but I actually I have no idea. Here's what he says: Obamacare. Oh, why? Mm. Why? Because millions of kids showing up to the school door, cared for, healthy, ready to learn. Right. So, so this this is the point. It's like this is what Democrats' education agenda has to be: is how do we make sure that um, you know kids are showing up to the school door because their parents have good jobs, they're you know uh, you know they have health care, they have vision care. I had kids that I taught who couldn't see the board or missed school because they had you know. Uh, lacking dental care, didn't have health care because so they get sick and miss weeks on end. Um, you can't educate on a basis like that. No. So I think we need to broaden the agenda. I think, you know, issues like, you know, standardized testing or the different governance structures we use over schools are a little bit of red herrings and we need to get to some of the core issues like how do we train teachers? How do we compensate them really well? How do we make the profession more selective and more high quality? Um, you know, and changing our school facilities so they don't look like prisons and, you know, just terrible places and like in some urban centers. So I think we I think we could use a refresh on our education agenda and, and I'm ready to, you know, have that conversation. Mm. OK. Yeah. Much needed one. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, along the lines of education, I know a lot of our listeners are college students mm -hmm. and are curious about um, or will be curious about what your position is on the uh, debt free tuition and um, just uh, secondary education in general? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, honestly, I think K-16 is the new K-12, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and I think um, you saw this a bit in Bernie's campaign. I think people are really motivated by this idea of, um, you know, debt-free and tuition-free, you know, public colleges and universities, and I would add trade schools. Mm. Uh, so you see a little bit of this in the, the Democrats' you know, <laughs> newest iteration of their agenda nationally, um, but just really prioritizing vocational and trade schools because it's been a missing pillar of the education system, I would say. Yep. Um, so, you know, free tuition, free college is something that a lot of our peer nations get done. We've actually done it before. We sent, you know, 16 million people to college for free on the GI Bill, you know, after World War II. We can do it again. Um, you know, it really is a no brainer. And I think it fits into this basket of burdens that families are facing that we need to alleviate for them. When you look at the student loan crisis and 
that huge bubble that's about to burst with all that debt. Um, that's really, you know, millennials and, and a lot of folks in those later generations, they can't buy houses, they can't start families, they can't, you know, get get going with their lives because of this debt. So we really have to, you know, move in another direction with that. Mm-hmm. How can you shut up the people who, uh, when they talk about this, they say, well, how are you going to fund it? What, what do you say to people like that? Wall Street speculation tax, mm. right? So, yep. so we have this massive casino that that is, you know, a huge portion of our economy that we are not, you know, getting our fair share from. So, if we put a small percentage on trades, a small percentage on bonds, and a small percentage on derivatives, and and direct that money into health and education, we can pay for many things in our society that we can't. Let's let's bank the savings we'll get from single payer healthcare. We're not funding, you know, HMOs, advertising services, and administrative services. Mm-hmm. Um, let's pursue the money from the Panama Papers that is, you know, absconding to the Cayman Islands and to Switzerland, where that should be reinvested in the American economy. You know, let, let's go chase the dollars where they're big before we start talking about what we can't afford. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I mean, that's that's a simple. Uh, it seems like a simple idea to to shut those people up. Those guys, they get on me sometimes. I, I, I because they don't want to believe that it could, that it could happen while other countries are managing to do this. Yeah. They're just doing it on ways like you just explained. So yeah. that's a very good idea. And yet, those same people never question like the you know billions of dollars increase in military equipment spending. Oh well, no, that doesn't even actually go to the soldiers anyway. No, <laughs> it's of course crazy. not. <laughs> Um, uh, let me ask you one more, uh, one more question. It's, uh, well, we've asked pretty much everyone that we've talked about, uh, talked to, uh, it's about, uh, reform in the law system, prisons and law enforcement and, uh, all of that, all that combined into one. Um, how can you fix the obvious problem that we have in this country? Mm. I mean, I think it really comes down to the question of how can we make the public most safe, right? How do, how do we create the safest conditions for all of us to um, live in our communities? So, you know, I think building out from that, like, look, I've got friends on both sides of the badge, right? One of my best friends, Cletus, um, became a cop. And I don't want to see him, you know, hurt in any way or his family hurt, um, you know, any more than I want to see, you know, a young man who looks like me and is a little bit younger, um, you know, get get tracked down by police and hurt because um, because of what he looks like. You know, so I think there, there's room to be equitable and fair on both sides of, of you know, the badges were and. I think we just have to um, invest in people. So not invest in, you know, I think we got to, you know, demilitarize our police. There's no reason that they should be having tanks and these massive military grade weapons. Yep. And you've seen, that, you've seen that movement after Ferguson. I think that's really important. Um, I think, you know, they need to be under civilian control. So I think we need civilian re- review boards that have, you know, the military is under civilian control for a reason. It's a bedrock principle of our of our democracy. Um, and unlike a lot of other countries where you see these military coups all the time, um, we need stronger civilian control of police forces, I think, and, and real power to that. Um, I would also say that, you know, I think we need to invest in people. So I ran a program where we literally talked to, you know, judges and DAs and we pulled guys out of prison and we said, we prevented them from going to prison altogether and said, let's repurpose that money and put it towards teachers, career counselors and mental health counselors and, you know, put put them in an 18 month residential program. And then they come out the other end of that with a high school diploma, some job skills, you know, mental health ability, and they can be productive members of society. So I, I would like us to see moving in that direction. Um, 
you know, I'd like to see us moving in that direction where we're developing people, um, even when they do make mistakes rather than, you know, just punishing them forever and ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds. It's definitely the direction we need to move in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need something to change because yeah. uh, the current climate is. It seems to be getting worse every single day. Yeah, with all I mean, we, with we, we imprison an insane amount of people. Like, mm-hmm. like I think, there, I think there, I heard something the other day. I think it was might have come from Brian Stevenson, an Equal Justice Initiative, who uh, said even if we let something like four out of five people who are incarcerated right now out of prison, we'd still be at, you know, comparable levels to where we were, you know, in like 1980, for example. Right. Mm. So, so that, that's, that's insane. Right. Wow. That just yeah. shows the spike that, um, and you read Michelle Alexander's book, probably the new Jim Crow, where she talks about how we have comparable numbers of African-Americans in the prison system as we had enslaved in 1850. Right? Yeah. Yep. And that's just, you oh, know, wow. you, you see how one system turned into another, we have this this thirteenth the thirteenth amendment with the exception clause where you can basically still hold people in slavery. Um, and and you know I've taught in prisons, I've worked in them, I've worked with those guys, and you know I see what it's like. And it's just we we're and I think that the most worrisome thing is what what that's doing to families, right? So like I come from a background where my mother was pregnant with me while she was in prison, and I saw what that did to our family. And there's this, there's this function where like kids who have incarcerated parents are well off. You know, and I talk to kids. I am one of those kids. I worked with them my whole life. And we're really damaging families when we lock away all the fathers and all these, you know, people. Um, and black women are the largest growing segment of the population that are being incarcerated. So we're literally throwing mothers in jail left and right increasingly. Yeah. Um, and it's really damaging the families. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I remember reading a, a statistic saying that if we were to, uh, we, we imprison so many people, and if you were to take, I think it's like the next 10 countries combine them, they still yep. don't imprison as many people as we do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's absurd. Yeah. And I mean, when you're talking about countries that are like, I think one of the countries that are there, I think the number two is like Russia. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Th- thank you very much for all this. Um, Obviously, there's so many more things we could talk about. We're not even talking about the current administration, which we could probably talk about for hours <laughs> upon hours. Um, but why don't you tell all of our listeners where they can find you, where they can f- learn more about you, uh, plug everything that you possibly can in. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so check us out. We're at uh, perryforpa.com. So P-E-R-R-Y-F-O-R. PA.com. And, uh, same thing on Facebook and Twitter. It's just at Perry for PA. Um, and yeah, please, uh, you know, invest in our campaign. We're, we're really trying to push a new style of politics where we invite people in and just have it be a platform for other folks leadership. So, you know, we can't, we can't, we shouldn't win these elections alone. And, um, I think we got to really bring people into the process to, uh, to win these fights. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll do our part. We, uh, we we try to retweet as much as we can from as many progressive candidates as we can, because the more that we spread the word, the more chance that somebody else is going to see and they'll spread it to their group of people. And yep. hopefully we can just continue to uh, grow all the candidates together because we, we just need we need a change in government and not, yeah. not the Donald Trump type of change. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. So so thank you very much for coming on. Uh, hopefully we can get in touch again uh, somewhere down the line maybe uh, as election uh as the election starts to get closer to the day maybe we can uh, have you come back on and we'll talk a little bit more about the race and all that 
That'd be great. And I appreciate, uh, you know, the invitation, have me on and I hope to get you guys out to some, you know, door knocking or some house parties in the, in the district. You're so close. So yeah, 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 yeah we, we'd love to help you out yeah. because for the first time we're, uh, we, we talked to Tom Prigg, who's, um, running out of Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh's, you know, six and a half hours yeah. away. You're <laughs> yeah. within an hour right. and a half away. So yeah, we, we'd love to help you out yep. if we could. Come on down, come on down. It'd be great. All <laughs> Absolutely, right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank All you right. so much. Thanks guys. Have a good one. You too. too. Bye-bye. Bye now. Hello there, Austin. Hey, what's up, Tom? I don't know. <laughs> Not sure what's going on anymore. Um, yeah, we had a pretty good interview there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that was good. Yeah, a lot of uh, insightful conversations. Yeah. Um, make now sure it's, you... now it's time for a less insightful conversation. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to figure out how I can get around that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so today we have. A uh, a reoccurring person, mm-hmm. Brian Fisher. Yes, yes. Um, I remember uh, you yeah, made a joke Brian long ago. Anal Fisher. Yeah. It has been a long time yeah. since we've had anal, uh, Brian Fisher on the show, <laughs> right? It has been, yeah. Well, um, let us begin this week's scary religious nut jobs. Sounds good. Awesome. What is the clip for today? Well, from the um, rarely used source, Right Wing Watch. <laughs> wow, we haven't used them in a while. I know. Yeah. Whole week. A whole week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a clip of Brian Fisher. It's uh, titled, Brian Fisher says Trump is single handedly responsible for giving the American people hope. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, tough sell. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, so just like last week, I have not listened to this. Yeah, yeah, you're completely uh, clueless. Yeah, yeah, all like always. And you also haven't seen the video. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> I just got what you were saying. Mm. Um, yeah, I haven't seen this, so this uh, whatever I hear is going to be brand new to me. Austin has heard a little bit of it. About the first 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you needed? That's all I needed. So it's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let mm. us uh, begin yep. uh, discerning the spirits. Yeah. <laughs> Let's discern the spirits. Here we go. You know, I think the reality is that Donald Trump is single-handedly responsible right now, ladies and gentlemen, for giving us hope. All right, Donald I- Trump. I'm sorry. Ladies and what? Gentlemen. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> because there's only two genders, Tom. Oh. <laughs> According to Brian Eno Fisher. Ladies and... Yeah. So, okay. I, I don't know how Trump could single-handedly do anything. His hands are so tiny. <laughs> well, I mean, even if he could, let's be real, for just a moment. Yeah. Really? Donald Trump? Single-handedly? <laughs> He can't. Well, I know one thing he does single handedly. <laughs> are you sure about that? Because his hands are little, like you just said. Yeah. It but might take two of them. Hands. No, because I think the thing he's gripping is even smaller. <laughs> are you sure? I don't know. He reassured us 
on national television during the Republican uh, debate that he has a good one. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> That's told true. Us. Yeah. And he's never lied before. <laughs> <laughs> and just like his... Ladies. <laughs> and just like his relationship with uh, Putin, mm-hmm. all it is is words. Right. You know, I... I we have his word that his dick is huge. <laughs> and he sternly asked his penis twice how big it was. <laughs> and it assured him that it was large. <laughs> the first time wasn't so serious. The second yeah. time it was like, no, well, he had to get down. I'm pretty business. large. He had to get down to the bottom of the question. It was pretty much like this. I'm pretty large. And yeah. then, and then are you, are you? And, and then, then he like, realized how I'm, high the magnification really on his microscope was. <laughs> I'm, I'm really large. <laughs> You have to tape me to the leg. (laughs) I don't like hearing about this. (laughs) Well, that's okay, Baron. (laughs) Fun Trump. Uh, What are we doing right now? Yeah, single-handedly American hope and change. Wait, that was a different president. What? Hope and change? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Yeah, he's staring at me. Oh, this is really making me uncomfortable. So can we please? Sure. Yeah, let's yeah. go. All right. Single-handedly <laughs> is responsible for giving the American people hope. Uh, you know, I saw a picture today of a whole group of evangelical leaders praying with Donald Trump in the Oval Office. Robert Jeffress was there. Who? There were others there representing Liberty University. And so others. Were there, <laughs> laying hands on Donald Trump and Whoa. praying for him in the Oval Office. So so yeah. already it wasn't single-handed. <laughs> oh, Melania. Oh, Ivanka. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Oh, God, no. I like how he says there was a, there was the one guy... And then, and then all the others. <laughs> One really famous guy that everybody knows, Thomas Jefferson or whoever he said. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck yeah, he said. I don't know. Um, but I guess he must be like an evangelical overlord or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the last evangelical. <laughs> the end of the yeah. evangelical oh, wars we only, trilogy. We could only wish yeah. that that was really the case. <laughs> but then he says that they were praying for him. <laughs> Donald, they're praying for you, not with you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I remember that. I know what picture he's talking about. It's like they all have their hands on his back, and yeah. and you see like all this like you know you ever see those those clips of like uh, the priest or the pastor puts their hand on the top of the head, and, and everybody just, else looks like they're calling the field goal good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they and the person that's being held is just like having a seizure. Blah, 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 that yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I can just imagine that that's what was about to happen. <laughs> Probably like the minute they all left, he's like, never let those freaks in my office ever again. Because <laughs> even for him, that's too far. I know. It's like, <laughs> do you really think that they believe that I believe? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know what I believe. I'm sorry. You were saying something, Anal Fisher? So Donald Trump has done the things, including on religious liberty, including on the sanctity of life, that he said he was going to do when he took office. And that is... Uh, that's responsible, I think, for this rejuvenation of hope on the part of Donald Trump's base. I mean, the people that voted for him, the people that support him, they sense that this is a guy that is going to make his best effort to keep the promises that he made to us, not a typical politician, 
makes promises, then forgets about them when he gets in office. He just described Donald Trump. <laughs> makes a promise and then forgets about it. Exactly. Yeah. What has he actually done? All right. Let's go through a quick checklist. Okay. Uh, threw Hillary in jail? No. Shit. Built the wall? No. Banned all Muslims? Mm, he tried, but it didn't end so well. Um, he signed some executive orders that really don't mean anything. Yeah, executive orders are just executive orders. Yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It just means, like, that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. So what has he actually done to keep those promises? Mm. And how do Trump supporters really believe, or religious people like this uh, Anal Fisher, yeah. how do they actually believe that he's religious? He might be the very first atheist president. He might be Maybe. the true, first true atheist president. Yeah. He said, and I can't express this enough, two Corinthians. <laughs> well, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Hey. He didn't even try. Two Corinthians is better than one. <laughs> if my daddy says there were two Corinthians, there were two Corinthians. He probably Next said, question. When he Shut said, up. When he said two Corinthians, he probably said two Corinthians, my favorite part of the Bible. I love two Corinthians. They're the best Corinthians in the world. Yeah. And then the first part where you make three wishes in Genesis. <laughs> 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 that might be my favorite part with Robin Williams. <laughs> Genesis. Best book. <laughs> I liked it better when he was a woman. <laughs> Mrs. Because, Doubtfire, greatest because, character. <laughs> because it said the word fire. Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> Doubt. You're Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man didn't care for the darker work <laughs> like one hour photo <laughs> really getting deep into the uh, Robin Williams <laughs> <laughs> this, this joke took off yeah yeah it's like yeah we're we're definitely down there in the oh, filmography <laughs> Yeah. One hour photo. Yeah. I saw that before. That's a great movie. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, that I like his more serious work. He actually. plays more like a Trump kind of character. Kind of creepy. You don't want to talk to him. Yeah, but he's not as out like he's uh right. he's definitely not an extrovert. No, no. Yeah. Sly, I think his name was in that movie. It was right around the Sly the Photo Guy. Sly the Photo Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that. Bill Sy? No, not Bill Sy. <laughs> Bill Sy, the photo guy. It's science. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's real inside joke right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry, Anal Fisher. I'm what are we to... doing right now? Yeah. Oh, we're talking. He's willing to take on the whole world in order to stick to the plans and the purposes, the plan that he has, the agenda that he has for the American people. And I think that's why his base uh, loves him. They are going to stick with him. I mean, I'm telling yeah, you, nothing to do with how stupid he's, they are. he's about the only hope that we have right What's now. What's going on? If you're an American who cares about this country like I do, Donald Trump is is the oh. one person, <laughs> is the one individual who is giving us reason to hope. What's going on? Sorry. <laughs> they accidentally started playing the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, a soul man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Now we're going to be sued for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh well. But if um, I do it in a funny voice, maybe we won't. 
I'm a showman. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Hey, religious nutjobs. Uh, your president has been married three times. I'm pretty sure somewhere in the Bible, four times. No. I know you were three. I thought it was three. I yeah. thought, um, yeah, Melania was the third, yeah. right? Well, I was counting Vladimir. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Touche, Mr. Thank Touche. You. Or was that his mistress? <laughs> I think it's the other way around. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure Donald would be the one on his knees. Mm. The bottom, yeah. as the community would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vladimir, I can't find your contact anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> That's when he sticks it in. <laughs> <laughs> that was the butt of that joke. <laughs> the butt of the, the butt, joke. yeah. So not only has your Boy, president gone bad. <laughs> so not only has your president been married three times, he yeah. also takes it up the butt from Putin, mm. which, by the way, I'm fine with. Yeah, I just consenting adults and all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know something's going. Just on Just don't you. let him sodomize the rest of the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Donald, I think you forgot. Yeah, you're, you're just supposed to fuck Putin, not the United States. Okay, so let's discern the spirits. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 he doesn't have a lisp. <laughs> I'm going to make him with a lisp, okay? That is not an accurate representation of what he sounds like. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure yours on Baron is just as bad. Okay. Okay, wrong. Your impression is wrong. <laughs> I have to say, this episode has held the worst impressions <laughs> ever done. Wrong. You have the worst impressions. Yeah, yeah. Wrong. Okay. Nasty impressions. <laughs> Fake impressions. <laughs> this is this whole episode's been nothing but us laughing yeah. at ourselves being stupid. <laughs> By the way, that's my next cover band. Fake impressions. <laughs> All right, Joe. <laughs> fake impressions. What's fake impressions? Hashtag fake impressions. Hashtag. You want a hashtag fake impressions? Yeah. Okay. Well, we have to do a hashtag. Uh, we yeah. haven't found one yet. Yeah, hashtag fake impressions. That's no, fine. hashtag Baron Von Trump, the press secretary. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. So uh, throw us your weekly hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag Baron Von Trump. The press secretary. The, pre- the whole, the whole yeah, thing? The whole thing. It's got to be long. <laughs> and, and not press sec. No. Press secretary. Yeah. That's a long... You're not going to get that uh, trending. <laughs> yes, I know. I had such high hopes. <laughs> And other Pink Floyd songs. Oh, you beat me to it! (laughs) Any closing thoughts? Um... I hope wow. that our guest, Paul Perry, wins his election. That would be awesome. So do I. Uh... God, Donald Trump tweets a lot and it's hard to keep up. <laughs> it is. Yeah. He tweets a lot. And uh, John McCain, if you're not going to help, go back where you came from. <laughs> <laughs> to Arizona, not the hospital. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a bad review. <laughs> My closing thoughts, similar to yours, uh, Paul Perry, best of luck. I've had a great conversation with you. We will be in touch again as yeah. the election uh, c- 
continues, like we say with all the politicians that yep. we've spoken to. Um, we've gotten lucky. We've had some pretty amazing guests. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to continue. We're probably going to take a couple weeks off from the interviews. Uh, just to give us uh, a little bit more, just a, a little bit of a break. Because setting up these interviews and doing the interviews, is, it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, we're still relatively <laughs> new at all this. So mm-hmm. we'll take a couple weeks off. Uh, we'll tr- we're going to try to get on other podcasts, which will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who takes us. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, um, yeah, that was, this was a fun show. Yep. The wine was different. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it, it, it brought something out of us. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah. Boy, don't describe it like that. <laughs> um, hey, I forgot to mention this earlier on. Mm. My apologies if the audio of the second episode of Affirmative Assessment was pretty shit. Um, I had some technical problems that I realized after I had recorded an yeah. entire episode. And if you've ever recorded a podcast, you know it's a bitch yep. to record. So I didn't want to re-record it. I wanted to get it out on Monday, and I was very busy. So I ended up recording it on Sunday. So blah, 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 blah. You don't care about that. But the audio is back to normal. I fixed this. So episode three uh, will, you know, be better, hopefully. Yeah. Quality, qual- like the audio quality will be. Content, I <laughs> It's going to be the same. I can't, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get any better. Um, all right. Oh, you know, before we finish, let's give a shout out to a couple of our uh, friends who podcast. Okay. So we want to um, give a shout out to the Wayward Willis, where Tom was a guest Woo-hoo! on the second episode. Right? Yes, their yeah. second episode. So you, you can, can find, tell them about that. You can find them on iTunes, and you can check it out. Uh, we talked about my first episode of, of Affirmative Assessment, which was revolving around uh, political parties. Yeah, and he asked a bunch of really, really thoughtful questions. And uh, yeah, it was a really um, thoughtful conversation, which is something we're not used to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was very smooth. Yeah, uh, you know, question after question, we didn't. There was there like were no dick jokes. <laughs> no dick jokes. It was. Oh, were there? I don't remember. No dick jokes. Yeah, yeah. There were some other jokes thrown yeah, in there yeah. um, because I can't have, I cannot have a serious conversation for like no. more than two minutes. No. Like the, I, I'm just a very sarcastic motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So like, I I will always make jokes. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, that interview was really fun, and yeah. you should check it out. Check out both episodes because he has. Two episodes up, and I think also yep. an intro as well. Yeah. Uh, the podcast is really good. Yep. It's really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. So and I actually did the intro music for it. So. Yes, you did. <laughs> so we yes, have, you did. Yeah. And it's really good. We have a it big w- impact on that it show. It works yeah. so... Well, you do. I brought it down. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it down. But you did a very good job. That was a no, really, really good... Uh, I, it just works really well. Yeah, it was a little outside of my uh, comfort zone. Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't sure how I was going to turn it It out. worked out really well. But yeah. Um... <clears throat> Let's see. And then the other one uh, mm-hmm. was from Two Skeptical Chaps, which we yeah. were on for an entire episode. Yeah, and probably ruined their show. <laughs> yeah, sorry for your low ratings coming yeah. up. It all goes downhill from there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, man, that was a lot of fun. Other yeah. than the fact that you gave me a terrible agent number. <laughs> That's all right. That was just payback for us, like, bickering their entire show. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We could bicker on any show, anywhere, yeah. anytime. <laughs> Yeah, you see, like I listen to like uh, podcasts like Cognitive Dissidence and, uh, yeah. and the ones you've showed me, yeah, yeah. and it's so like perfect, yeah, right. And then you listen to ours, and it's like two people at a fucking bar, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's like I don't Maybe, know, yeah, it works ish, yeah, right? So. I don't know, whatever, whatever. We're not changing. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. It's hard yeah. enough to do this. All right. Anyway, as always, you can download our podcast for free. On mm-hmm. Blog Talk Radio. Yep. Uh, just look for Dumb All Over Podcast. Also on iTunes. And if you do download it from iTunes, give us a rating. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, leave us a comment there as well. Yep. It helps us. Uh, it's also free download, by the way. And then you can check out our social medias at Twitter. Yep. Our, our Twitter handle is at DumbleOverPod. Yep. Our uh, Instagram is DumbleOverPod. Yep. I believe so. Uh, Facebook. Probably. Um, <laughs> and then you can also check us out on Patreon.com forward slash DumbleOver. Yep. And uh, check out all the cool rewards. I still haven't fixed it up as much as I wanted to, but uh, a revamp. It's getting there, though. Yeah, a revamp yeah. is coming up very soon. And remember, if you like Tom's show. It is only going to be on Patreon after yes. however long you decide. I, I can't remember how many. I, I'll figure it out. I'm pretty sure like four because that'll be yeah. a month. Yeah. But we'll see. And then, um, yeah, hopefully we get some people that find some interest in it. Yep. Uh, but after the fourth episode, it's going to continue to run, but it's just yeah. going to be on Patreon. And it's only for $1. Yep. And Austin's been working on single shot. Yep. Right? Yep. So hopefully that will come out again soon because yep. yours is very really fun too. So yep. we should do that. <laughs> oh Jesus! It's been a long day. It has been, yeah. and and Austin probably has some editing to do. You think? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's end it. <laughs> Hashtag pray for me. <laughs> pray for Austin. <laughs> Hashtag pray for Austin, everyone. Yeah. Oh no, save Austin. Hashtag save Austin, like save Ferris from Ferris Bueller. Oh. You don't know? Never mind. I've seen the movie. Yeah. Okay, good. I don't remember there being a hashtag, though. Well, it wasn't a hashtag, was but say, it, it, was it was a, like, a catchphrase, Safe Ferris, because they thought he was dying. Oh, okay. Yeah. They even said it at uh, the Cub Stadium. <laughs> Big lights at Safe Ferris. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll both go on the peanut gallery, and I will definitely outgun you in my movie knowledge. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. <laughs> See ya. At the Bank of Antandek, mortgages are on the menu. I was in the chippy last night and it hit me. Go on. We should give all our new mortgage customers a thousand pounds of spuds. Potatoes. Yeah, jackets, roasties, dolphin was. I mean, what's not to love? Hey, yeah, we could call it Mashback. Genius. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're giving their customers a thousand pounds cashback on selected first-time buyer mortgages. See what's possible at Santander. Lending subject to status and criteria. Cashback given on completion and repayable if mortgage closed within two years. Offer can be withdrawn. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage.